Governor Haley, you just heard from David Chalian. This new CNN poll shows in a head-to-head -head matchup between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, Trump uh, beats Biden uh, by only four points. It's just outside the margin of error, which is 3.8 points. In a matchup between Biden and you, uh, you clobber Biden. Biden, uh, you get 52 percent and um, Biden gets 39 percent. That would be a huge victory for the Republican Party. It would bring uh, the Senate and the House and governor's races and state legislative races with it, no doubt. Why doesn't this electability argument seem to mean more to Republican voters, do you think? Well, I mean, that's the argument we're trying to make. I think the reality is 70 percent of Americans don't want to see a Biden-Trump rematch. I mean, that's just a fact. The fact that we would have two 80-year-old candidates running for president is absurd. We've got a country in disarray and a world on fire. We need someone who can work eight years to get our country back on track, to heal our country, and to make sure we get our economy strong and that we prevent wars. And so that's the focus of, of where we are. But if you look at the Quinnipiac poll yesterday, it showed that Trump loses to Biden by seven points. So if Republicans decide that they want to nominate Donald Trump, the same thing that happened in 2018, 2020, and 2022 will happen again in 2024. You can't keep doing the same thing and think you're going to get a different result. Donald Trump will lose the election for us. A new Monmouth poll out today shows you're 26 points behind Trump in South Carolina, a state where you were the governor, uh, your home state. That's the next major contest. How are you going to close that gap in three weeks? Uh, it seems to be that uh, re Republican voters are the ones that you have the biggest trouble with right now. We're going to do it the same way we did in New Hampshire. We moved 25 points in New Hampshire the last three weeks before the election. We're at that same point here. We're going to be anywhere and everywhere all over South Carolina. We've had thousands of people show up at our rallies. Our events have been strong. And people remember that we were the ones that moved 11 percent unemployment down to 4 percent, that we passed the toughest illegal immigration law in the country, that we passed voter ID and pension reform and tort reform, and we cut taxes, and we became the beast of the Southeast for all the manufacturing that we brought in. So we're just going to re remind them again what we did as governor and then show them that we can do that same thing as president. CNN is reporting today that two of Donald Trump's political action committees spent nearly $50 million on legal fees uh, and ended the year with only $5.1 million in the bank. Uh, what's your reaction to that? I mean, get ready to spend more campaign dollars on legal fees because those court cases have just started. He's got two in March and they go out for the rest of the year. It is unconscionable to me that a candidate would spend $50 million in legal fees. It explains why he's not doing many rallies. He doesn't have the money to do it. It explains why he doesn't want to get on a debate stage because he doesn't want to talk about why he's doing it. It explains why he had a temper tantrum, um, you know, the election night of New Hampshire is because he wants me out of the race and he wants to be the presumptive nominee so that all of that cash starts going to him and he doesn't have to spend anymore. But that's a reality of a real big problem for Republicans going forward. This is not personal for me. I don't have issues with Donald Trump. I voted with him, voted for him twice. I was proud to serve America and his administration. This is about the fact that we have a country to save. And we've got to focus on the fact that we've got an economy that is still out of control and a lot of wasteful spending by Republicans and Democrats. We only have 31% of eighth graders in our country proficient in reading. We have an open border that is unsafe for everyone. We are lacking law and order in our cities and we've got wars around the world and we need to start focusing on preventing wars instead of getting involved in wars. So we've got some serious work to do.
In your speech after the New Hampshire primary, you said the first party to retire their 80-year-old candidate will be the party that wins. Yesterday, you tweeted this image of Biden and Trump. You called them uh, grumpy old men. Are you worried at all uh, about turning off older voters? I'm not because they get it. This is not about being disrespectful. This is about the fact that we need to have people. This is Congress, too. We need to have people at the top of their game. This is they're, they're, these are issues on national security. These are issues on the future of our economy. We can't have it. We've already seen Trump have some confused moments. He did it again yesterday. We're seeing Biden. He's slowed down a lot in the past couple of years. This is about the fact that we have to think about our families and to have two guys in their 80s, they are automatically going to be in mental decline. That's just a fact. Let's get this right. I think older people see it too. They know that we need a new generational leader. They know that we need to start focusing on the issues at hand and stop all the chaos and stop all the division and stop these investigations that are happening with both Biden and Trump and start focusing on what we're going to do to help the American people. Today, South Carolina Republicans supporting Trump held a news conference criticizing you while praising Trump. Uh, here's a little bit of what they had to say. Take a listen. In Nikki's case, her passengers in her compartment are the richest and most powerful people in this world. They benefit from open borders. I read her autobiography, but that section about Nikki being the governor, that should have been sold on the fiction shelves. Nikki Haley is not the right candidate to be president. Nikki is always about Nikki. So I don't know uh, if you could see that where you were. That was State Treasurer Curtis Loftus and um, State Representative Bill Taylor. It was a big field of middle-aged to older uh, white men criticizing you. Um, what was your response to any of that? No, it cracks me up because, first of all, there's no surprise that the governor of South Carolina is not supporting me. He's the one I defeated when I ran for governor the first time. There's no surprise that all of that political elite from South Carolina is up there saying that. They're right. I didn't have friends when I was at the state house because they were upset that I forced them to show their votes on the record and stop hiding behind voice votes. They're upset because I forced them to disclose their income so that taxpayers could see who was paying them. They're upset because I vetoed half a billion dollars of their pet projects that taxpayers had no business spending money on. I've never cared about being friends with the political elite. I care about making sure we serve the people. The same way Donald Trump has surrounded himself by South Carolina political elite and by congressional political elite. Congress doesn't want me to become president because they know I want term limits. They know I want mental competency tests for anyone over the age of 75. They know that I've said that if you don't get us a budget on time, you don't get paid. They know that I want them to stop investing in the stock market. I don't care what the political class wants. I've never asked for their endorsements. I don't need them. What I do care is what are we going to do to start focusing on normal, real people in this country and not the political elite. Donald Trump can have them all he wants, but that's why we didn't get things done in the four years that he was there. It's finally time that we have a fighter who understands what real American families are going through. Did you think it was inappropriate when the RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel, suggested that you need to drop out uh, because she didn't see a path for you? I absolutely think it was inappropriate. We've had two states that have voted. You need 1,215 delegates. Donald Trump has 32. I have 17. We still have 48 states and more territories to go before we get there. I'm not going anywhere, Jake. I am going to continue to go 
all the way through South Carolina, then we're going to go on to Super Tuesday and we're going to keep on going forward. This is about the fact that we can't live in chaos anymore. This is about the fact that we've got to focus on what it's going to take to not just get our domestic policy on track, but what are we going to do to prevent wars and to make sure we keep Americans safe? We can't do that with the two guys there. Americans are telling people that. We need to start listening and make sure that we focus on what it takes to win a primary so that we can get our country back on track. So you're committed to staying through, staying in the race through Super Tuesday no matter what happens in South Carolina? We're moving. I mean, what I'll tell you in South Carolina is we're going to close that gap. My goal is to be more competitive in South Carolina. It's always been to build on momentum. We started with 2% in Iowa. We ended with 20%. We went to New Hampshire. We got 43%. In South Carolina, we want to get even more competitive than that. And then we'll go into Michigan and we'll go into Super Tuesday. We have a country to save. I'm not going anywhere because I don't want my kids to live like this. I don't want anybody else's kids to live like this. We have been a, in total distraction for a long time, and we know that when America's distracted, the world is less safe. And all you have to do is look around the world and see that. I'm going to stay in this for the long haul because I think it's important, and I know that we need to get this done.